Amit Yilmaz shouldn't be in a dangerous profession. He's not a cop or a criminal. Amit is a banana importer in Turkey. This is my third decade in the industry. My company made the first transit sales from Turkey to countries like Iraq and Iran. Until 2010, we were the regional representative of companies such as Chiquita and Del Monte. Back then, fruit trading had little to do with organized crime. Local gangsters mostly used cargo ships and fishing boats to run Afghan heroin to Europe, almost never interacting with legal agricultural commodities. But all that changed as cocaine hit Turkish shores. Today, the banana sector is a lawless crime warp shell, according to Yilmaz. This involvement started in 2010. It quickly got deeper. Now, most of the companies that did this job in the past are out of the market. The cartel has taken over the container market. Banana boxes and containers are ideal for concealing contraband, and both the personal structure and technical system are prone to bribery. A constant stream of banana containers now glide across the Atlantic from Colombia, Costa Rica, and above all, Ecuador. Corruption helps them on their cocaine-laden way and oversees the transfer of drugs onto Russia, the Caucasus, and the Persian Gulf. Turkish organized crime has relied on high-level corruption since the time of the Ottoman Empire. Upon the empire's fall in the early 20th century, these symbiotic ties were so deep that heroin helped build the new Turkish state, according to the professor Ryan Gingaras, author of Heroin, Organized Crime and the Making of Modern Turkey. From the 1940s to the 1970s, the degree to which heroin traffickers were in alliance with political or were protected by political figures was unparalleled. By the 2000s, however, decades of democratization and US-Turkish counter-narcotics efforts had greatly improved things, said Gingras. Turkey's police and customs were an effective drug seizing force, and in 2013 the country even hit its best ever anti-corruption score on Transparency International's annual index, ranking 53 out of 177. But all that ended in December 2013. It began with a corruption scandal that ensnared 52 members of the ruling Justice and Development Party, AKP, including three sons of cabinet ministers. The AKP's recently elected Prime Minister, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, could have reacted several ways. He chose fury. Within days, five police chiefs who had overseen the raids were sacked for what he called abuse of office. Another 350 were quickly dismissed across the country, including the heads of the organised crime unit and anti-smuggling and financial crime subunits. Almost all of the counter-narcotics division, around 8,000 police officers lost their jobs, more than 95% of the personnel. This created an unprecedented opportunity for drug traffickers. Besides crippling the country's counter-narcotics capacity, corrupting officials had suddenly become much easier. An attempted coup against Erdogan in 2016, after which whole police departments were gutted, only accelerated this trend, according to Mamet Kengis. The message for the newly assigned officers was that if you just obeyed the government and Erdogan's regime, then they would turn a blind eye to wrongdoing. After 2016, Increasing numbers of prosecutors, judges, military and police became involved in cocaine trafficking. The next year, in 2017, cocaine seizures spiked in Turkey. They have increased every year since then and in direct contrast to the country's corruption ranking by Transparency International, which has plummeted. Turkey now sits below Colombia, Brazil. In May 2021, this culminated in a dramatic series of allegations. Sedek Peker, a convicted Turkish gangster living in Dubai, released several videos accusing leading AKP party members of cocaine trafficking and homicide. He claimed the 4.9 tonnes of seized 
cocaine in Colombia's port of Buenaventura in 2020 had been part of this scheme. According to Pekka, this indication convinced certain government officials to find a new route to Turkey, this time through Venezuela. Without providing many details, he suggested cargo ships would leave Venezuela's northern port of La Guayera, loaded with cocaine, stop off in Panama and then head to Turkey. These accusations rocked the Erdogan regime. A month later, Turkish authorities made their largest cocaine seizure ever, 1.3 tonnes in the port city of Mersin. A week later, again in Mersin, they seized another 463 kilograms. Certain news outlets expressed scepticism, given both seizures were a result of tip-offs and both had come from and arrived at the same ports. Everyone here knows that Mersin's X-ray devices cannot even see an elephant in a container, said banana importer Amit Yelmaz. Sedet Pekir represents a substratum of organised crime that is historically not associated with drug trafficking. One of the things he has said about himself is a gangster that fights drug trafficking. So the fact that he would reveal this is somewhat in character, said Professor Gingras. This picture outlined Sedet Pekir had been confirmed by many events, especially with Venezuela cocaine trafficking could be an extension of the oil and gold trade under embargo. No one was optimistic about Turkey's chances in reversing the rock. I believe in the future Turkish heroin traffickers will move to the cocaine trade, predicts former cop Mamet Sengis. They're certainly not short destinations. Straddling both Europe and the Middle East, Turkey is ideally situated to traffic drugs to either region. Historically, heroin has gone from the Middle East to Europe, MDMA and opiate precursors have gone from Europe to the Middle East, and marijuana has gone both ways, according to UNODC's 2022 World Drug Report. Cocaine has been a game changer though. With its importance grown as the compass moves from west to north to east, experts remain divided on the size of the Turkish cocaine shed, but there's consensus that at least as much is going to the Middle East as to Europe. As an estimate, we can say that 60-70% of the transit smuggling goes to the Middle East and 30% to Europe, said Sengis Erdin. I think Russia has a significant share in the part that goes to Europe. Ironically, British and European Union the global epicenter of the cocaine trade may be less profitable for destinations for Turkey-based cocaine smugglers, if only because of all the better connected European groups are closer to the end market. This includes their former heroin trafficking partners in Albania, along with Italy's Adrangheta Mafia, now dominate the European cocaine business. Turkey's drug smugglers now sometimes just swap their cocaine in the Balkans, settling for fat cargoes of Albanian marijuana according to the US State Department's 2021 International Narcotics Control Strategy Report. They are not the first to lose out to middlemen. It was just this geographical challenge that convinced Colombia's cocaine laws to shift their focus from the US to Europe, leaving North America to their former Mexican drug transporters. In a similar way, Turkish groups have increasingly looked northward to Eastern Europe and the Caucasus. Cocaine use continues to spread across the former Soviet bloc and customs officials in these countries have little experience in detecting the drug. Russia is a key location, both via maritime channels in the Black Sea and overland routes through Armenia and Georgia. The INCSR mentions Ukraine's southern seaports as another cocaine transit zone. Although the EU's drug agency recently reported that Russia's invasion had severed that connection, both Romania and Moldova, primary transit nodes of the Balkan route, have also made big cocaine seizures in recent years. However, experts said nothing is as profitable for Turkey's cocaine exporters as the Middle East. Though consumption remains extremely low, the difficulty of accessing these markets means prices are staggeringly high. For example, the UNODC figures show that, on average, a gram of cocaine retailed in Belgium 
for $55 in 2017. That same year, the gram sold for over $115 in Israel and $170 in Jordan. By the time it reached the Persian Gulf, that gram had skyrocketed in value, trading at $475 in the United Arab Emirates and over $500 in Saudi Arabia. That makes the Persian Gulf the world's most expensive cocaine market. Some of that product arrives by seaport, while sub-kilo quantities are regularly seized from air couriers. Equally important but rarely detected portion travels from Turkey by truck, cruising through Iraq and the Arabian desert. Banana importer Amit Yilmaz is adamant on this point. He, along with journalist Sengiz Erdi, claim it was Syrian drug traffickers displaced by the country's civil war who first set up the cocaine desert route, taking over the banana trade in Mersin and dispatching mixed drug and fruit trucks through northern Iraq. Evidence remains scarce, but not entirely absent. A 2021 profile of Iraq by the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime concluded that although domestic consumption was rare, cocaine does transit through the country on its way to neighbouring markets. Furthermore, in 2019, a foreign media article cited a senior Iraqi politician as saying a half tonne of cocaine had recently been interdicted in an Ecuadorian banana shipment, but the smuggler was released without charge. A simple example, last week 679 containers of bananas arrived at Mersin. 30 of these were imported for the Turkish domestic market with a population of 85 million. More than 500 containers were sent to northern Iraq region, said Amit Yilmaz. The exasperation is evident in these words. Northern Iraq has a population of 5 million. What are these bananas doing there? I hope you guys enjoyed this and please like, share and subscribe and stay tuned for plenty more stories and interviews coming soon. Thank you.